you have a set amount of money that you can use to do these innovations. So if you start off and you're over budget by 100 grand on your first project, well, you're going to figure out what you're going to do to make up that 100 grand. Is it something you can't do? Are you going to do a capital call? Are you going to pull money from somewhere else? What are you going to do? Best ever listeners, before today's episode, I want to invite you to join us in Keystone, Colorado, February 20th through 22nd. It is the 2020 Best Ever Conference. And not only do I want to invite you to join us, I want to invite you to earn 15% for every ticket that you're responsible for selling should you join as an affiliate for the conference. Great way to earn money. And also, if you're planning on attending, great way to pay for your ticket, essentially. You get enough sales. So you can go to BEC20.com. And in the top left corner, it says earn 15% as an affiliate. You can click that, join the affiliate program, and you got all the resources that you need to share the good word about the best ever conference in Keystone, Colorado. And we will be talking more about this on future episodes. But for now, go check out BEC20.com and that affiliate page. You can earn 15% as an affiliate and we will see you in Keystone, Colorado. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School, and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode, and for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the Apartment Syndication School go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best of your listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndication. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air two podcast episodes that focus on a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these episodes, sometimes they're combined in a series, we offer a free resource, which we will today. This is a Excel template, PowerPoint template, PDF how-to guide, some sort of resource for you to download for free that will help you on your apartment syndication journey. All of these documents and all of the previous syndication school series can be found at syndicationschool.com. And in this episode, we are going to talk about tracking your exterior renovations. So last week, or if you're listening into the future, I guess it would be six or seven episodes ago, we went over how to track interior renovations and we gave away a free interior renovation tracker document that allows you to input all of your interior renovation assumptions. And then on an ongoing basis, you'll input the actual costs and timeline of these interior renovations and allows you to kind of compare and contrast and make sure you're on track, on time, and on budget. So similarly, we're going to do the same thing for the exterior renovations. It's going to be a little bit different than the interior, obviously, because interior renovations are focused on renovating a number of units, whereas this is going to be all exterior items. But the purpose of tracking it is the same. So the purpose is 
to on overall scale input the renovation assumptions this includes what you plan on doing the costs when you plan on starting and when you plan on finishing and that'll all be done both while underwriting the deal and then confirmed or updated during the due diligence process and then once you actually close on the deal then you are going to fill out this trackler on a daily a weekly a monthly basis whatever you decide to do and the goal is to look at the difference between your projected budget and what it actually cost as well as your projected start date and when you actually started and then the total number of days to complete the project versus how long you expected it to take so the free document this week is called the exterior renovation tracker ideally you'll have this open while we're talking so go to syndicationschool.com or download it in the show notes i believe even if you're looking at it on your iphone you should be able to click on it and, and see a version of it you might not be able to edit it but you'll be able to see what we're talking about because i'm going to go over how to fill it out what everything means will make a lot more sense if you have it in front of you but i will go under the assumption that you don't have it in front of you so i will explain it in as much detail as possible so like all of our excel documents we've got a note at the top that says all the input data uh, goes into the cells that are in red so you only want to edit the cells that are in red the cells that are black are things that have formulas in there that are going to calculate the different variances and whatnot which we'll go over towards the end of this episode so at the top there's four data tables that you want to fill out just to get things started so the property name not as important but we want to input the property name in there so that it labels the data table with your actual property name and then the next two data tables one is the category of rehab and two is the purpose of the rehab so for the category of rehab there's really two main categories one is rehabs that begin at closing and then two are rehabs that are on an ongoing or as needed basis so when you're buying an apartment deal there's certain renovations that you're going to start right away but then there's other projects that aren't as high of a priority these are things that are either don't need to be done for the property to be operational or, or used they don't need to be done because they are based on something else getting done first so a perfect example of that would be if you're doing a rebrand then you're not going to want to do the landscaping around the current monument sign just to knock down the monument sign and step all over the, the nice landscaping put a new monument sign in there and then do landscaping again that's one example maybe you are going to add in a dog park a soccer field things like that well you're probably not going to want to again do landscaping in those areas before you add all that new stuff because it's just going to get trampled on knocked over anyways maybe the roofs won't need to be replaced for two or three years so obviously you're not going to replace them from day one but you know going into day one that you're going to have to replace their roofs eventually so there's two categories there's the things that you're gonna do right away at closing and then the thing that you're going to do on an as needed or an ongoing basis another example for ongoing i guess we keep saying landscaping but landscaping is that something you just do once and then completely ignore right so you have landscaping and you'll have your ongoing operating expense to maintain the landscaping but maybe every two or three years you do a new landscaping overhaul so that everything looks nice at your property so you want to make sure you're accounting for that up front as well or accounting for that some sort of ongoing capex budget that's pulled from your cash flow but the reason why you want to have that closing and ongoing as needed because we'll get to in this later section but you want to 
have a projected start date and then a projected number of days to complete so you can figure out, hey, this is when I expect this to be done. But for things that are ongoing or as needed, like these roof replacements, landscaping, plumbing, electrical, boilers, things that you don't necessarily need to do right away, but you know you'll have to do at some point, well, you can't really predict when you're going to start doing that. Yeah, how long it's going to take to fix because you don't know how many boilers you're going to replace, how much landscaping, how many roofs to replace. So for those types of things, the budget is more important than the actual time to finish. Whereas for the things that you're going to start right away, both are going to be pretty important. So the next table is the purposes. So the, the three purposes that we have on this sample spreadsheet, because we're not sending you a blank spreadsheet. It's filled out with a, a sample deal. The purposes of the rehabs, number one is going to be lender requirements. So when you're doing due diligence, you'll get a property condition assessment done by ideally your contractor as well as the lender. And we've done a syndication school episode on this about the due diligence report. So something along the lines of everything you need to know about doing due diligence. I believe it's like an eight part series. So check that out at syndicationschool.com. But one of those reports is the PCA, the property condition assessment. And what the lender will do is they'll have a contractor of some sort come out, look at all the exteriors and then categorize everything into three categories. And one of those categories are things that need to be immediately replaced. The other things that the lender says, you need to replace these right away at closing. And that's something that's in the loan terms. So they say, hey, the siding needs to be replaced and repainted in order for us to give you this loan. So you need to do that from day one. And typically, they'll be to do it within this many days, things like that. So some of the repairs you're going to be doing are going to be things that are required of you by the lender in order to accept that loan. The other category I have in there is deferred maintenance. So these are things that aren't necessarily going to be required by the lender, but things that you want to do that aren't necessarily going to directly add value to the property. Example would be dumpster enclosures. You've got the garbage dumpster just kind of sitting out in the open. You want to close those dumpsters and make it look better, but it's not like you're going to <laughs> market your dumpster enclosures on your rental listing, right? Other examples would be replacing roofs, fixing boilers or retaining walls or plumbing and electrical. These aren't things you're going to sell to potential residents. Like I say, hey, we've got these brand new, super nice dumpster enclosures. We've also replaced all the roofs. We've added the retaining walls, the boilers are new, and the plumbing and electrical is new. They don't care about that stuff. What they care about are the third category, which is value add. These are things like security camera systems, private patios, patio fences, clubhouse conversions, carports, soccer fields, playgrounds. So things that actually add value to the resident. So those are the three categories that we have. So when it comes to the category of rehabs and the purposes, these are the main ones. I'm sure you can come up with more, but for most deals, for the category of rehabs, they're either going to start at closing or not start at closing, right? And be done on an ongoing or as needed basis. So I guess there's really no other category of rehab. For the purposes, you're going to see lender requirements, value add, and deferred maintenance. And again, the reason why you want to categorize them based off of these three things is because the next thing you want to input, we'll talk about why in a second. So those are the top three data tables. The last one, just inserting the closing date. Just again, the similar department, just so you, you know when you're closing and you can reference that in the bottom data table, which is the meat of the calculator, which is the exterior capital expenditure budget tracker. So the first thing you want to input in this tracker are your actual exterior rehab projects. So list out every single thing that you plan on doing to the property. So you'll see in this tracker, there's 21 different items that are included 
in this data table that are going to be done to the property. You got siding replacement and property repay, asphalt repairs, security camera system, dumpster enclosures, convert office and directable units, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the next two columns, the category and the purpose, these are both going to be drop downs that reference the category of rehabs and the purposes that you inputted in the data tables above. So for each of the exterior rehab projects, you want to set the category. So do they begin at closing or are they done on an ongoing or as needed basis? And then are they things that are required by the lender? Are these things that are deferred maintenance or are these value add projects? The next column is your projected budget. So this is where you want to input how much money you expect to spend on each of these. So usually when you're underwriting a deal, you kind of set in the beginning right away, you set a generic exterior renovation number. You go visit the property and you get a better idea of what needs to be done. So at that point, you can fill out this tracker with the actual exterior rehab projects. And then between your experience, conversation with contractors, conversation with the private management company, you should be getting a projected cost for these things. So that's when you can input the actual costs into the projected budget. So the category and the purpose, these are things that you'll most likely do during the due diligence, but the exterior rehab project and the projected budgets, those are things you can fill out from the get-go when you're underwriting the deal. So you'll see in here for all of the different exterior rehab projects, we've got a cost. Next is going to be the projected start date. So obviously this is something else that you're not going to do until due diligence because you don't know when you're gonna close if you don't have the deal under contract. So once you have the deal under contract, you know your closing date, you basically to say, hey, we're gonna start all of these day one. And then as you go through the due diligence process, you get your due diligence reports and you realize, okay, well, these things right here are gonna be a lender requirements. So they're, these are definitely gonna be done day one. These right here are deferred maintenance, not necessarily necessary. So let's push these back and start these maybe once everything else is done. Okay, these are gonna be value add projects. We definitely wanna get these done first or we wanna get these done immediately after getting everything done for the under requirements. Okay, well, this value add, I think, is gonna be more important than this value add, so we'll start that one first, and we'll start that one second. Okay, well, this contractor says they can't start until this day, so we'll start this one on that day. So it'll be evolving, but you wanna have some sort of specific time when you expect to start each of these projects. Again, it's gonna change throughout the due diligence process, but you wanna input when you expect to actually start these projects. I'm not saying when you plan on the first nail hitting the first piece of wood, but when you first start on planning on bidding it out, getting it designed, and then getting it done. And the next column comes to that, which is projected days to complete. So based off of the project, how long do you expect it to take to complete? So how long will it take for you to, for siding replacement and property repaint, how long will it take to identify the siding that you need for all the siding to come in, for you to get all the bids for the labor, for them to actually install the siding, for them to then pick the paint colors and then get the paint and then have the people actually paint the property. How long is that entire process gonna take? Same thing for asphalt repairs. How long does it take for them to come out and identify what needs to be fixed, and then give you bids, you accept the bids, and they come out and actually do it. How long is that gonna take? So again, this come from conversations with your contractors, your property management company. Again, this is something that you can have an idea of during underwriting and due diligence, but you're not gonna know for certain until you actually start having these conversations with contractors. So the projected start date, and the projected days of completion, these are things that you can still update, and I guess budget as well. They're gonna be continuously update them until the actual work starts. So once you have a bid in hand that says the siding replacement and a property repaint is gonna be $300,000, we're gonna start on the 1st of January, 2020, and it's gonna take us 45 days to complete. 
Once you have that verbal commitment, then that's when you lock that in to your data table. Which brings us to the last part of the data table, which is the actual data. So once you have that agreement set for the siding and repaint, again, 300 grand, we're sitting on this day, it's gonna take us 45 days to complete. Then you want to say, okay, great. Let's say this day is gonna start in two weeks. So you've got that filled out. And then when two weeks come, let's say they say for some reason, we had to push it back a week. So if they start three weeks after they said they would, or sorry, a week after they said they would, then you'll put the actual start date as a week later. And then whenever they actually complete it, you want to input that into the data table as well. And based off of when they started and when they stopped, it'll give you the, the actual time it took for them to finish the project. And the next column would be comparing the actual time it took to complete the project to how long they said it would take to complete the project. Because this is important, especially for the value add type of exterior capital expenditures, because the whole purpose of you doing that is because you know you're going to be able to get more revenue because of that value add. So if it's not done when you thought it was going to be done, then you're going to get that added revenue later than you expected, which means you're going to be behind on your NOI projections, which is why you want to get these things done on time. And then obviously you input the actual cost. So once everything's said and done, you tell up all the costs that it took to, for example, replace the siding and paint the siding. And then they'll give you a variance there as well. Depending on the type of loan that you got, you're either paying for renovations out of pocket, i.e. from your passive investors raising extra capital, or your lender is covering those costs. Either way, you want to track how much you're actually spending compared to what you actually projected because no matter which way you're funding these, you have a set amount of money that you can use to do these renovations. So if you start off and you're over budget by 100 grand on your first project, well, you're going to figure out what you're going to do to make up that 100 grand. Is there something you can't do? Are you going to do a capital call? Are you going to pull money from somewhere else? What are you going to do? Whereas if you don't, track any of that, then you're not going to know until it's too late. And then you're not going to have money to do something that you thought you were going to be able to do. And you're going to get a bad situation. So as I mentioned overall for the projected budget, the projected start date and the projected dates of completion, these are things that are set in stone. Once the agreement has been come to between you and your contractor. So once they tell you, Hey, this is how much going to cost. Here's how long it'll take. Here's when we're going to start. Those numbers are locked in. After that, you want to update the actual stuff. So if they change your mind the next day, then you still want to say, okay, well, they told me it'd be this much. Now it's this much. Okay, well, that's kind of screwing us over. So that is really all you need to know about this tracker. If you want to add more rows to the exterior capital expenditure budget tracker data table, shouldn't be an issue. I believe all you need to just do is insert columns and you should be good to go. That's really the only spot you might need to insert columns and adjust this template. But if you're doing more than 20 things to the property, but overall, this is a very powerful document that'll help you stay on track both time-wise and budget-wise. And if you do go off track, you'll know exactly where that happened as opposed to just having a overall variance between, okay, well, I projected a million dollars and we spent a million five. Okay, well, we need to figure out where that 500 grand came from. You can just look at your tracker and say, okay, well, we paid $200,000 more for this and $100,000 more for this and then $100,000 more for this and $100,000 more for this, which is why our budget is off. Or, hey, we expected to be done by this day, but now we're not. We're behind, which throws everything else off. And so it'll help you see what's being done on time compared to your projections. So again, that is going to be available for you to download for free at syndicationschool.com or in the show notes of this episode. Until tomorrow, make sure you check out some of our other syndication school series about the how-tos of apartment syndications. And again, download this free exterior renovation tracker. All that is available at syndicationschool.com.
Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you tomorrow. Best ever listeners, go to BEC20.com. Look in the top left-hand corner. You can earn 15% as an affiliate. You can join the affiliate program and participate in the conference that way and basically earn a free ticket to the conference, BEC20.com. What if you could earn 10000 per month net cash flow for life? Now you can at the Residential Assisted Living Academy. Gene Guarino teaches you how to take a single family house and turn it into a cash flow machine. Visit ralacademy.com to learn more.